This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by The Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. Make sure you check out The Rope Trainer today. Congratulations to my friends, Earl Perrin, Chris Vernon, of course, the Hall of Famer John Smoltz, as uh, they uh, opened up in a large retail store in, in Atlanta. Uh, obviously, Mr. Smoltz is uh, well-known in Atlanta, and when he speaks, people listen. Uh, a great opportunity for them to... Uh, a great opportunity for them to expand their business and, and reach more consumers in a large store format. It's a quality product, and I know you guys would all love it. Make sure you check it out one way or the other. Uh, theropetrainer.com, again, I, I, know, I know it's helping. I've talked to so many people that enjoy it and use it, whether it's for training, whether it's for uh, just everyday use to prepare themselves. It's just, again, guys, check it out. You're going to enjoy it. Thank you. Um, guys. It is February 22nd, and I'm going to say that I've probably done this show every year at this time since I started doing Youth Baseball Talk. And it's because I have to tell you that, like, I was thinking about it today, and so much has went on the last seven days that I can't help it. And it is because for the majority, uh, and, and, and listen, it's give or take a couple of weeks based on where you live in the country, I understand it, but it's tryout time for high school baseball. And, you know, I know we talk about college sometimes. I know we talk about kids. Now, for the young kids, they're eventually going to do this if, if they really like it that very much. Um, I, I, without question, realize that the high school kids are already past this, but yet they compete every day if they're still playing, unless you play like in a man league and have fun, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But from a competitive level when it comes to tryouts and everything that comes with it, I have to tell you, that this is a personal thing, and I know it, but I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. I think it's about as pure as it gets to some degree. I, I, I understand not all situations are, are the same, but I think it's fantastic. I love it. I couldn't be more excited for every one of these kids that are going out there. For some of them, it's their first opportunity to be in a setting where, the, where things aren't planned going in 100%. I know some things are. But I just, the purity of it, I love it. I I have to tell you that one of my biggest pet peeves, and I haven't really seen it with baseball in our area yet. I'm sure it's happening in other areas. Uh, The biggest one for us that I see in our area is soccer. Uh, I know there's other sports that do it, but I I, I would have to imagine in other parts of the country it, it may be more prevalent. But I have to tell you that one of my biggest pet peeves is when a kid in high school is told, if you want to play in this program, now, I also understand that typically when this happens, it's like at the highest level, but I don't care. When they are told you're not going to be able to play high school in your sport, I is my biggest pet peeve. I think it's awful. I think it's terrible. And I would honestly hope that we would stop it. It is crazy to not ask a high school kid to not go out and compete. It's his first opportunity to compete as a representative for something else. I don't care what you say. 
I've met and I know all these soccer kids, they are competing for themselves. Okay? There is zero reason, in my opinion, for one of these soccer kids to go do that other than their own personal gain. And I and listen, there's nothing wrong with that either. But losing that sense of their first opportunity, and I hate to say this, folks, I know a lot of kids that went and did this other thing and then never played for a school. Losing that opportunity to go out and play for somebody else and play for something that you represent, in my opinion, is awesome. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of these kids are going to eventually uh, represent a, a college. Um, some of them may represent the country. Some of them may represent a, a, a team in a league. I get that, but it's a very select few, and we all know that. Okay, so for me, I don't like it. I, I hope it stops. I think it's ridiculous. Just an opinion. You can believe whatever you want to believe. Um, but I love it, and I love talking about it because it's amazing to me how parents, kids, like there's parents freaking out right now, and they're nervous wrecks. They're nervous for their kids. They're nervous for themselves. They, they have conspiracy theories going through them. But there are so many things that go with this. But at the end of the day, what it is is an opportunity for a kid to go out and earn something. And I think that's the life lesson here. But it's also something that if you've never done it, you can't explain it to some degree. The adrenaline, the, the nervousness, which I understand you feel for your kid. I love it. If if this feeling of uncomfortableness, if this feeling of nervousness, if this feeling of if this is like what my son or daughter deal with to teach them how to handle it with the ramifications that come with it, much better than the alternatives that we hear about every day. Drug use, alcohol use, um, some of the other things that go into this. I, I understand that that stuff. Listen, we. We can't just bury our heads on the other stuff. It happens every day in high schools all over the country, including yours and mine, um, including being done by yours and mine, okay, uh, if we're going to be honest, okay? The, the reality is, do we, do we always have to clean up their messes for them? Do we always have to make it so that it's set up for them going in? Do we always have to make their decisions for them? Do we always have to have the solution to their problems done for them? No. That's why I love tryouts. Now, I love that about trials, but what I really love is the competition. What I really love is the simple part of this, which a lot of people lose sight of. And that is, especially for us, is that the majority of kids in the Midwest have spent the last few months hitting in a cage. And if you're fortunate enough to be in a big facility, maybe taking some ground balls on an inside uh, turfed infield, a controlled environment, uh, batting practice, hitting off a tee, doing all this kind of stuff. But man, starting Monday in our region, they go outside and they get it going. And I'm here to tell you, if it's 35 degrees, if it's 38 degrees and sunny, they'll be outside. If it's 30 degrees and sunny, they'll be outside. You better dress warm because you better get used to it. And they're going to start seeing live pitching right away. They don't wait till the right before the first. I mean, they're going to start competing. And that's what I love about this. And the juices get going. And for these kids, for some of them, some of them are going to do things they didn't know they could do. Some of them are going to show how much better they are than people think they are. And some kids, some kids are going to struggle and some kids are going to struggle and they're going to learn from it and they're going to be better for it. You may not see it, but they're going to see it eventually down the road. So I got some advice for kids today, but something I've really never done in the past is I've got some advice 
going into it for parents and coaches as well. So I'd love to talk about that. And again, it's a, uh, it's a fun thing for me to do. Uh, before I do that, I want to remind everybody to check us out at Two Birds. Uh, I'm sorry, wrong show today. Check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Uh, you guys can do numerous things there, but subscribing to the podcast is the first thing we would ask you to do. Doing your shopping at Amazon through our website so that I can take care of my, my boys, Alex and uh, Brian Crock, our producers. Uh, it would help us so much. It doesn't cost you anything. And once you click Amazon, you're done with us. Uh, I, I would also like you to ask. I'd also like to ask you to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. If you're involved in baseball at all, we're going to follow you back. Uh, Facebook as well. Type in Youth Baseball Talk, like our page, click invite your friends. You can find us on Instagram at Youth Baseball Talk. And, of course, part of lineupmedia.fm, our friends uh, that have brought you the newest streaming platform, Yo Radio. You can download that for free on your mobile device today. Uh, I really enjoy that app, and I know you guys will as well. It's, it's, it's awesome, and there's so many great things coming with it in the future. Go ahead and download it today for free. Um, before I get to, to my points on today's show, I'm going to go to my good friend, Kurt McNabb with Dirtbag Baseball Nation, as he does each and every week, brings you the rope report brought to you by our friends at the Rope Trainer. Uh, and remember, as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Uh, that includes my friend, Kurt McNabb. And again, nobody does it better. And I'm proud to have him be a part uh, of my weekly show here at Youth Baseball Talk. I think there's bigger things coming from Kirk in the future. Uh, I'm hoping it all comes to fruition as uh, this guy, nobody works harder than this guy. And he deserves to have a platform. Uh, of his own, if I'm letting the cat out of the bag, so to speak. But um, hopefully those things work out. Uh, you know, uh, all, all all things uh, require a lot of work, and it takes people that are willing to do the work, and that guy's Kirk McNabb. Let's hear what he has for us today. Hey, Dirtbags. Good to be back here again. Um, well, I guess I know what's going on this week. Uh, pitchers and catchers just reported yesterday, so that's always exciting. And uh, position players are reporting on Monday, so uh, – Life is good in baseball world. Uh, always exciting this time of year. Always. So great show today, Jim. Um, as always, man, you just keep crushing it. Uh, and uh, let's get going with this week's Rope Report, everybody. So I'm going to stay on with the uh, the coaches side of things for uh, this week as well. And I'm going to keep pounding that into you and, uh, and, and keep growing it uh, and, and keep helping. Uh, hopefully assisting and stuff like that and and making things uh letting you know that there's people out there uh us specifically that uh you know even though we may not know you uh personally yet we're in this journey with you as uh the baseball industry and as fellow coaches and and trainers and etc and stuff so really where what i'm talking about is uh just like just like major league baseball starts with uh building your culture uh from the managers new managers to new players uh to new organizations to new free agents changing teams traded to different teams uh they they've got to become and understand and learn what the culture of the organization that team's going to be like for that year so you know it doesn't matter whether you've been doing your off season since September or uh, January um, or, or just getting ready to start in maybe the next couple of weeks uh, to get going with your season or you're a high school coach uh, looking to get going um, you've got to build your culture you've got to build the team based on who you want to be. Um, and, and when it, when I get talking with a lot of coaches uh, that reach out to me from uh, the Rope Report and, and clinics, whatever it is, guest speakings and stuff, um, that seems to be 
a common denominator that I see in them, and that is is that's a tough process to get over there. They're they're trying to build a culture, but based on all their parents' needs or their players' needs, and mostly it's the parents' needs and stuff. So it doesn't matter whether you're doing baseball or fastball. Uh, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. It's all the same. But build your culture. Build what type of a team you want, and. And take the anxiety out of, or at least alleviate the anxiety off of your shoulders of, you know, what you're about to embark on. Because this journey's got to be fun for you, whether it lasts for the rest of the season or whether it lasts the rest of your life. It has to be fun, you know. And we're out here recognizing that, yes, you are a husband. You are a wife. You are uh, a person that goes and grinds and works every day. All day. And, you know, practice has got to be fun. And the game has to be fun. And you need to be looking forward to it. Not sitting there going, oh, my God, I got to deal with such and such and, and this and that person. And no, that shouldn't be on your mind. It should be out there, man. I, I can't wait to get with the boys. I can't wait to get with the girls. It doesn't matter. I'm excited about it. I've got a great lesson plan. My coaches have a great lesson plan because we've got a culture and everybody buys in and gets going with that type of stuff. And when you can build that culture, and part of that is is really identifying early on, early on, I can't stress it enough, who your individual players are. And, and I mean, who they are. Not just the baseball player, who they are. What they aspire to be in life, it doesn't matter what age they are. At every age, we have a have a dream of who we want to be or what we want to grow up to be. So just go along with the journey. Because when you do, that builds a tremendous amount of trust in your players. You have no idea how much trust that is when you get to know them on a personal level. That's a whole other element. And you talk about bringing a culture together. You've got them. Because now they feel trust in you. The only one that can break that trust, that's not their parents anymore. It's not their grandparents or any other family member or their friends. It can be broken, but it can only be broken by you. All right? So unless you're a complete fake, then you shouldn't have an issue. You shouldn't get anxious about this. You shouldn't even worry about this. You should embrace it. Because you know that you want to be in the journey with them. And it's exciting. All right? Tell them why you love it. I've been saying it all along. Continue to tell them why you love coaching, why you love baseball, what it did for you. And build that trust. But build that culture of what you want it to be for this season. Hold yourself accountable to it. Hold your assistants accountable to it. Are you going to be nervous going in? Absolutely, you're going to be nervous. And the great thing about being nervous is that shows you're aware of what you're about to embark on. In this case, growing youth minds. Growing youth baseball and fastball potential. That is empowering. It is also nerve-wracking, and, and it's, it's overpowering sometimes. But don't let it be. Slow it down. Breathe. And think of what you want to do, why you want to do it, and share that message with them in a calm, direct fashion. Let your parents be in on that so they hear it early. They hear it early and clearly what you want the culture to be and who you are as a person. 
If you have problems putting those things together, do what everybody's doing. Reach out to us. Reach out to me. You know that. Again, you can reach out at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com or you can text me or call me directly, 226-821-2402. You know by now it's Kirk McNabb, so so don't hesitate. Man, every week I'm on a, a video chat or I'm on, on the phone helping people. And that's, again, I love doing it. I wouldn't be asking you or inviting you or letting you know that it's available to you if I didn't. Because I want it to be. When I get off that phone that first time, and, and a lot of times it's an hour, it's two hours, it's whatever, I just shake my head and, man, it feels good because I know I've got you moving in the right direction. I've even had people reach out to me and stuff like that. Even this week, I had a great coach, and, and he said, you know, yeah, you caught me, Kirk. I said, what do you mean I caught you? And he said, a couple of weeks ago, you said about being a pitching coach. If you've never pitched, you can't really be a pitching coach. And so I had to reach out to find out more about that. So now he gets it. He understands it, that, wow, without good knowledge, without trust network, without without valuable resources out there, and the people you can reach out to in the process, you are. You're on an island alone. You have no idea what you don't know. You think you don't, but you really don't. And now we can talk about it in a calm, relaxed atmosphere. All right? But build your culture. Don't let your parents build your culture. Don't let your players build your culture. You build it. All right? And then make sure you have coaches that are truly in with you. You have that right. It's got to be a mutual decision. It has to be a mutual venture moving forward. Or you're just going to be broken. I don't know how many coaches go through that and suffer. And I tell them, let them know. Let her know. You've got to stop it right now because it's not going to get better when the summer comes. It's only going to get more divisive. And the parents will start seeing that and they will use it. And then it's a disaster. And you hate it. And you shouldn't hate it. I don't want you to hate it. We don't want you to hate it. All right. I hope this helps a little bit. I know it's always quick on the rope report or whatever and stuff, but at least get you thinking. Again, mindset, get you thinking, get you moving in the right direction. Because when we get the mind right, the rest of the stuff will fall in line. All right. Dirtbags, get excited. Be excited for Major League Baseball starting up, but also your own season or make corrections if you're not feeling like you're really moving in a great pattern. And if you are, send it out to us. Send it out to us. Let us know some of the cultures that you have. Maybe we can share them with other coaches. That's what this portal and this forum should be about. Sharing ideas and pass along because I guarantee you, you're not alone. So don't think you're alone. You're not alone. That's why we want the resources. That's why we want to build a nation. Why? We want to build a nation built on trust. All right? So again, reach out to us. 226-821-2402 directly to me or info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com or Facebook or Instagram, you can reach out to me that way as well, at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. For both Facebook or Instagram, feel free. Follow us. See what's happening with us. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, coaches, you know what time it is.
It's time to get up, get after it, and get dirty. Great stuff, as always, from my man, Kurt McNabb, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, as he brings you the rope report each week, theropetrainer.com. Again, congratulations, Earl, Chris, and, of course, John Smoltz, the whole gang. Um, Okay, so, you know, first off to the kids, and I say this every year, Go out and give it everything you got and leave nothing at home. Leave nothing in your bag. Leave nothing in your locker. Leave nothing in the locker room. Leave no room for regret whatsoever. Leave no room for I wish I shoulda, coulda, woulda. I wish I woulda. Don't leave any room for any of that. I can tell you this, the advice I give my sons every year and have and still do to this day, is they, even though they're old enough that they probably don't want to hear my advice, is no coach worth their salt wants a guy to play it safe so that he doesn't look bad. I mean, I I don't care how good you are. You can be the best player. No coach wants a guy going through the motions just so he doesn't make a mistake. Now, we live in an imperfect world where there's plenty of players out there that are what we would call quote-unquote studs, right? And they probably don't have to do as much sometimes as the kid that's on the bubble or on the border. But you know what? I got to be honest with you. I don't know that I'd want it any other way. And and, and now listen, ideally, that kid that's a quote-unquote stud works harder than anybody else, gives more than anybody else, leads more than anybody else. That's when you're special. Okay? If you're that kid that's the best player on your team and you can look around and you know and you're honest that you don't work the hardest on the team, that you don't lead the best on the team, that you don't do more than anybody else on the team, it might be time for a reality check because sooner or later, your talent is going to get caught up to by something else. So, so, so that's it. Pay attention to what's going on around you, okay? Because all time changes, all things, okay? So, so yeah, that's the imperfect part of this. But the truth of the matter is if you're a kid who's trying to, to win a spot, if you're a kid trying to make a team, I promise you, go out and give it everything you have. Don't Do not lay in bed that night, do not lay in bed a week later. Don't lay in bed a year later, 10 years later, 20 years later, and say, I wish I would have. I should have done this. I should. Don't do it. Just go do it. Okay? I promise you. I, 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 I honest to God, think, <laughs> think that you'll be happier, even if you give it everything you have and fail, than if you... Don't give it everything you have. I mean, that's I mean that's not rocket science, right? Failing stinks. Getting cut from a team's awful. Can you imagine getting cut from a team and knowing in your heart that you didn't give it everything you had because you were scared or because you were because you didn't know because you didn't think you had it in you? And here's the other thing too: for the players that do have it in them, for the players that that are good enough and and better than most, how about helping those guys? Take a minute and put yourself in your shoes. I put it in their shoes, I'm sorry. And ask yourself, man, you know, how, man, go ahead and say it to yourself. Man, it's awful nice knowing that I'm probably okay, but God darn it, this guy over here is giving everything he has. And, you know, I can tell maybe he's not the best player, but, man, I want to go encourage him. Go be that guy. Listen, there's a thousand different ways to be a leader. There's a thousand different ways to lead. Okay, And you can talk a good game, but show it. Do things. And let's just talk about being a good human being. How about that? Forget the whole baseball part of this, right? 
These are all things that lead to becoming better people. But for but for the kids, you know, there there, there really is by by this time you can't sit like I know parents, you know, I, I've done it. So I'm guilty of it. Hey, don't forget to scap load. Don't forget to make sure when you're doing this drill that you, I, we've all done it. But do you really think the day of trials that that does much? No, you're better off looking at your kid in the eye and say, hey, bud, go out there and give it everything you have and let the chips fall where they may. But don't go out there and not give it everything you have and then be be upset in the end. That's the only advice you can give. You know, finding a way to help your son or daughter realize that they need to just go out and let it all hang out is the biggest thing you can do. It's also probably the hardest thing to do because kids are nervous. It's natural to be nervous. It's natural to doubt yourself sometimes. They say in the movie, I say it all the time, this game, if you want to be good, it takes a certain amount of fear and arrogance, right? The fear is real. So is the arrogance. But, you know, that's the only thing you can do for these kids. But I will say this, man, when it's time to run, run. And when it's time to hit, hit. And when it's time to throw, throw. Body language means everything. Giving an effort means everything. Okay? Yes, you have to have skill. Now, I also know that not every situation is the same. Some schools are crying for kids to play baseball. I understand that. Okay? Those schools have their own challenges. But in the schools where 100 kids come out for the baseball team, you can't keep 100 kids. Okay? That's not logical either. There has to be a line drawn somewhere. That line that's drawn somewhere is where that takes me into the next phase of this thing. And that's the parents, the coaches, and then we're still on the kids too. Never underestimate this fact. I hear this all the time. Politics. All politics. So-and-so did this, and so-and-so did that, and so-and-so did this. I always say this. Okay? And, 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 and you can tell me that, oh, not in our town. Oh, that's not... Okay, I also understand that there are different situations everywhere, and there are there 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 are just weird ones, and and I understand that. But the majority of the time, the better players are going to play, whether you agree with that decision or not. Okay, people always say, "So you're telling me that a coach doesn't have any favorites?" And I say, "Nope, I've never said that. I think they absolutely have favorites, and you know where they come into play." They come into play with the amount of time that a player is willing to spend or that a coach is willing to spend with a player because I think coaches get tired of dedicating time to kids that don't that don't really want to do it, the kids that don't appreciate it, the kids that don't listen, kids that are uncoachable. And I think they love spending time with kids that do everything they ask, that are always there to help. That I know a kid, you know, that has caught almost every bullpen in the last week because the other catchers just can't do it. Not it, not nothing against them. They're busy. So instead, so so the pitching coach is like, look, I, you know, I, just catch what you can, and the other guys will have to throw into a to a thing. He's like, I don't want them to have to do that. So he caught them all. That's what I'm talking about. So do you think that when this coach looks at this kid, and it comes crunch time, or it comes time to do a little something extra for somebody, that he's not going to look at this kid and go, I want to do everything I can for this kid outside of giving him something he doesn't deserve. Okay. So what I will say is this too. So take that all the way down and I'll tell you this. Let's say there's 25 roster spots. Okay. We're all realistic and understand that those last four, three especially, probably aren't going to contribute much in meaningful situations. They're not even going to get, I'm not saying they won't contribute. They won't even probably get the opportunity. 
okay? Typically in those last three spots, you could probably go with about six different kids. You, If you're a coach, typically, and I've done it, we've all done you're looking at about six kids deciding between six for those last three spots. Now let me ask you a question. Looking back on it, do you not think that that coach isn't going to go with the kid who busted his ass, who was at every offseason workout, whose parents did everything they were asked and never complained? And yeah, it counts, folks. Be a tough guy all you want when it's time to help the program out. Okay? Go ahead. That's fine. Okay? But it matters. It matters in this instance, I promise you. Okay? Parents and families that don't badmouth the program and don't complain all the time when things don't go their way. But more importantly, back to the kid, hustled every day at practice, stayed after, asked for extra BP, dove for balls, ran as hard as he could, gave the effort that he, that he gave an unbelievable effort, encouraged other teammates, didn't have bad body language. Yeah. You know where I feel for coaches is when you've got three spots at the bottom of the bottom of the roster and you've got six kids that did every one of those things. Six good families that do nothing but help the program. Six families that understand the deal. Six families that know it. Six kids that would give anything to have that spot and have shown you and given you everything they have. That's when I feel feel bad. I don't feel bad when there's three spots and there's six kids and three of those kids walked around, didn't pick up baseballs, left as soon as practice was over, didn't look the coach in the eye, didn't pay attention to the meeting afterwards. Uh, their, their parents complain when it's fundraiser time. Their parents are always out there around town running around talking about politics. You know what? I never hold things against kids, but I'm sorry. I'm a realist, and I'm also a human being, and I don't feel as bad in that situation. I'm sorry. So think about what you do, right? And coaches. You know, I'm, you owe me nothing, okay? Some of you have been doing this way longer than I or way better at it than I, have, have unbelievable careers. But I sure hope you're not that coach out there that doesn't give 10 shits about what I just said. Because it should matter. Because at the end of the day, you're dealing with young men who are going to be as influenced by you as they are their parents, whether you like that or not. So let's use that last scenario, six kids, three spots, and all six are deserving. You're going to send three deserving kids home. I sure hope you handle it, right? And and listen, most of you do, I'm sure. But to think everybody does would be unrealistic. To think there's not a situation out there where a kid didn't bust his butt, has some talent, has done everything I said, and then there's some kid out there who's undeserving that gets kept it happens sure it does i never said it never happens a lot of life lessons to be learned here folks but in in the end it's the juice that gets going in the whole thing is the is you know is the juice worth the squeeze i think it is i'm okay with it either way i've i've told every one of my kids when they go out and, and try out for something My concern is for you when it's over with and how you feel about how it went because I'm going to love you either way. You're going to be okay down the road either way whether you know it or not at the time. My only concern is that if things don't go the way you want them to go, 
is can you walk away and say, I gave it everything I had? That's my only concern as a parent. It's my only want as a coach for kids that go through this. And at the end of the day, I think it's the only thing we can realistically ask. You know, when you do a show like this, everybody's like, man, give me some tips. You've gotten every tip you can get to get to this point. And if you haven't taken them and if you haven't tried to get better at all the things they're going to ask you to do, well, then you're behind the eight ball anyway. Then there ain't nothing I can tell you. I'm not that profound. Hey, guess what? I just figured out something for tryouts next week. Do this and your 60 time is going to be faster. You know what? If you're worried about your 60 time today, I certainly hope you were worried about it six months ago. If you're worried about your swing, I hope you were worried about it six months ago. If you're worried that you don't feel well enough, I hope you were worried about it six months ago. Because being worried about it, being worried today that you didn't do enough is not my problem or anybody's problem. It's your own. And that's the message I send to kids every day. I look at them sometimes when we're in a cage in November or doing whatever, and I say, listen, I know this today may not seem like a big deal. But I promise you, when tryout day comes, you will look back on this day and you'll be glad that you did everything you could do. Now, that doesn't mean that being a kid, if you need a day off or you need to go be a kid, that that's not okay too, because it is. But I always say this, if you want something, ask yourself what it is you really want. If you just want to play baseball and you don't care that the level you don't care, then just do what you want to do. Not everybody has to be a great baseball player. Not everybody has to be a great soccer player. Okay? People, bad Select programs and trainers, they get such a bad rap, and I tell people this all the time. They look at kids and they go, look at this kid right here. He's spending $3,000 a year, and you can look at him and tell he's never going to be a great player. And I always say, stop. Number one, you have no idea what he's going to be. That's number one. Number two, let's just say you're right and he's never great. So is it wrong because that kid and his family want him to be the best player he can be? You look me in the eye and you tell me that you're going to go tell that 11-year-old kid, you're going to walk over there and you're going to tell him, son, you're wasting your time. Because let me tell you what you're doing is you're sending him a message that everything he wants to do is a waste of time. Unless you and all your profoundness can tell this kid at 11 what he's going to be. I think it's the biggest cop out in the world for people that want to uh, that, that want to diss on something, people that don't like it, people that it doesn't fit their agenda, people that are looking for an argument. It's the biggest cop out there is. And I say again, do I believe and, and do I think that there aren't imperfect situations? Of course, there aren't. This guys, we are human. We live in an imperfect world. If you aren't used to that by now, then I feel sorry for you. I'm talking about the controllables and all you can control is you and what you do. The others are uncontrollables and we all deal with them every day. We don't just deal with them on a baseball field or in a dugout or in a locker room. We deal with them at work. We deal with them at home. We deal with them in our, in every aspect of life. We deal with imperfect situations. So guess what? Once again, another life lesson on how to deal with those. And I'm not just talking about kids. I'm talking about parents. I'm talking about coaches. I'm talking about trainers. Because the minute we all stop learning, that's the minute we all need to hang it up. But my, I, I, this is what I'm talking about. I'm passionate about this because I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I love competing. Listen, that's, that being, loving the competition aspect of this is underrated. It's important and it matters. 
So I've always said, if you want to help your son or daughter be the best they can be at anything, help them be a better athlete and teach them to compete, and you'll be ahead of the game. Well, that's my monologue for today, and I know it was you know not as long as a normal show, but listen, I, it you can only say this in so many ways because you can't you can't sugarcoat today, you just can't. So love to hear your thoughts on it. Every year when I do this show, I get a lot of, well, let me tell you about my situation. And I love to hear them, and I love to have the back and forth, so bring it on. I love it. You can do that through our website, youthbaseballtalk.com, or you can subscribe to the show and uh, do your Amazon shopping. You can also do it privately or publicly through Youth Baseball Talk on Twitter. That's at Podcast Baseball. That's our handle. You can also do it Facebook, Youth Baseball Talk, like our page. Click Invite Your Friends. Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk, and, of course, lineupmedia.fm, home of Yo Radio, the newest streaming platform. We are proud to be a part of their network. But, guys, I love it. I want to thank uh, my good friend uh, John Smoltz, uh, Chris Vernon, and Earl Perrin for what they do each and every week on the show. Um, a, a guy that I'm enjoying, and I know you guys are as well, is everybody's favorite, Justin Stone. Uh, if you didn't, uh, if you don't follow him on social media and everything, you should. He just got to work with Garth Brooks in spring training, and they were working on it. It was so good. But his stuff's amazing. EliteBaseball.tv, best $99 you'll ever spend, folks. Make sure you check it out today. Let's hear what Justin has for us on his EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here again from EliteBaseball.tv. This time of year, we're starting to prep for games. And now young players are starting to see some live pitching, or at least a farther distance and more velocity for the first time. I tell every player, expect to feel a little uncomfortable at first when you're seeing live pitching, especially in a cage where you feel like you have a little bit of a tunnel vision, and every flaw that you have in your swing at this point is going to be magnified. So with added distance and added velocity becomes less margin and room for error. So I'm going to tell you today an easy progression that can start to build you up so you can have success early on when you're getting your timing set against live batting practice and eventually live pitchers versus hitters. And the first thing that I go back to that ruins the mechanics that you've been working on all offseason is tempo. What ends up happening are hitters get a little bit of increased anxiety, increased heart rate, and everything starts to speed up because one, there's a little bit of a fear factor in there when we're going against youth pitchers that are throwing live for the first time. You know, the pitchers are getting ready too. Their command may not be what it is in June or July. So there's a little bit of fear factor in there. That's going to speed up the central nervous system and the heart rate's going to speed up and there's going to be a little bit of fear and anxiety in there. Number two, the hitter often wants to match the intensity of the pitcher. Pitcher's going to go really hard. He's competing. This is a faster speed so far than what we've seen in underhand flips or any short work we've done so far. So as a hitter, I'm getting amped up now. And I say, okay, I'm going to match the intensity of the pitcher. I'm going to go harder myself. What ends up happening now is we have increased heart rate, increased effort, and we ruin tempo. Tempo is the number one thing that you're probably working on in a training situation, whether you realize it or not, that's going to lead to good mechanics. The body has to be under control in a slow, smooth pace in the load stride mechanism. This is the only way the body can sequence and take energy from the biggest muscles, from the ground, through our legs, up the core, and eventually filter out a swing that whips the bat through the zone, out the arms and barrel head. 
So if we end up going really fast, the tempo is ruined. And the best case scenario here is we have what's called a one-piece swing, where the body just rotates open like an open and closing door, all in one piece. Worst case scenario is you fire from the top first. And so now our arms are trying to power the bat, and nobody's arms are strong enough to do so, but this lengthens the swing and creates a longer swing arc and pattern to the ball, ends up getting the player jammed oftentimes, but the bat is in and out of the zone very quickly, very limited success. So what we have to do is get players to be comfortable slowing down, creating good tempo in the batter's box against live pitching or live batting practice, and here's a way that we can do this really easily. Number one, has nothing to do with live pitching. Get the coach behind the L screen. Get him to go through his entire pitching motion, whether that be through the windup or the stretch, and have the player hit a ball off the tee upon the pitcher's release. Now the coach needs to be behind the L screen still for protection, but as he releases the ball, the hitter should have his forward advance matching up with pitcher release. The coach or person behind the L screen can give feedback then whether you are on time, late, or maybe even too early. This takes the fear of a moving ball and timing out of the equation just to make sure that the player is first starting on time. Because if the player doesn't start on time, all the mechanics you're working on, you could work on them until you're blue in the face. But they are not gonna help if you put a smaller timing window in place of giving the player enough time to go through their entire slow, smooth load stride mechanism. Next, watching bullpens. Whether you stand into the bullpen or not, or just get 15 feet to the side and watch young pitchers throw a 20-pitch bullpen, you're getting some resemblance of timing. Better yet, put a bat in their hands, get them closer to the batter's box, and try to get them some slow, smooth, stride foot timing up on that pitcher, and you could start to see some spin, pitch shape, and trajectory. You remember that the brain creates a file of every pitch it's ever seen. So whether you're swinging at those pitches or not, the brain remembers and starts to time up the perceived contact of those pitches by just watching them. That's why one of my future projects here is trying to narrow the gap of when young players can start to learn how to hit off speed pitches by using virtual reality. That's another subject and I'll get to that in a future gym post here. But watching bullpens is really gonna be helpful for you guys and start to get your stride foot timing, slow down your tempo, and better yet, get comfortable in lowering the heart rate, lessening the anxiety, because you've seen quite a few pitches before you get in there into a live situation. Those are some things that I really like that I think once you step in the batter's box by doing those two things first, will give you easier success, let you breathe easier, control the tempo, and now finally you can take the swing you've been training with all off season into a competition setting. If you find that you get into that competition and that the magnification of that speed of the pitch is still increased so much that it's exposing your flaws. That's where the coach steps in. That's a teaching moment for you. That you can say, okay, these things that we were working on, I was telling you about, you could do it off the tee, but you see how that shows up when we go live. When you have those situations, that's a perfect time to reinforce the things that you've been doing all off season as a coach and help your players. 
If you need a little guidance on what those swing flaws are and what drills that need to go with them, this is a great time to check out our drill filter on EliteBaseball.tv. Whatever perceived flaw you think you have, we'll give an explanation of the flaw and three or four drills that will go along with it. That will speed up the training process as you get into your live competition setting. Until next time, this is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv, and we'll see you on the field. Great stuff as always from Justin Stone, and I love EliteBaseball.tv. It's taught me more than I ever could have imagined. I've spoken to so many of you. I, you know, I, I recommend it to every kid I work with and every parent when I do it. I think they kind of look at me at the beginning like, okay, I thought you were going to help my kid. And I always say, this guy's helping me, and I know he can help you as well. And they all at the end say, awesome. So, guys, I got to tell you, um, I'm ready. I feel like a kid again every year this time of year, and all I can hope is, and, and I, I'm like a parent to these kids that I that I work with. I'm nervous for them, but you know what? It's, it, it gets the juices going, and there's nothing wrong with that in my opinion. Uh, thank you, Kurt McNabb. Thank you, RopeTrainer.com. Thank you, Justin Stone. Thank you, EliteBaseball.tv. To everybody out there that's going through this, good luck. Get some rest. Leave no regrets. See you in the dugout. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.